Hey there friends, it's Nick. So I've called this one How to Be Great at Sales, which obviously, if you've listened to the podcast for any length of time, <laughs> you'll know is a joke because I don't really do sales. I don't really enjoy sales. I used to, I mean, I've never made a cold call in my life. A horrible idea. Uh, but but there's some, there is something else. Although I, I don't do sales, I have sold a lot of stuff, a lot of services, I suppose you'd say in my career and I want to talk a little bit about about how that happens and this is triggered because today I got a a massive compliment from somebody that I really admire a client of mine actually who's sold he is a professional salesman and he builds sales teams really significant sales teams he's uh, built teams of hundreds of people he's responsible for hundreds of millions of dollars worth of sales in various companies around the world and at the end of our conversation, and it was a sales conversation, I guess, in the sense that he wanted to buy something and I wanted to sell it. But at the end of it, we were having a negotiation. You know, it's one of those things where the, the let's just say the budget and the aspiration don't necessarily match, right? And one of the things he said at the end of it, he said, damn, you're a great salesman. I'd hire you. And I took that as a massive compliment. So... While I'm riding, while I'm surfing that wave of goodwill and good feeling about myself, I just want to talk about how it is that I've sold so much of this stuff, even though I don't really do selling. And the answer is the reasons that I manage to sell things are really structural, not personal. So let's just take it step by step, because it starts with the most basic, obvious thing of all, which is if we want to sell something, we have to have something that people want. We have to have something that is valuable to other people, that is more valuable to them than the money they would spend getting it. I mean, that's self-evident, right? Um, And the thing in my case, the thing I've been building over the past two or three years is copywriting, it's storytelling, it's words. And of course, if you went to Google, you typed in copywriter, or storyteller, you're going to get thousands, hundreds of thousands, millions probably of hits. There are millions of people who do copywriting. So the next thing, the next sort of plank of this kind of structural selling is that you need to be, you need to be in a category of one in some sense. Now, you know, a lot of this, of course, I I learned by accident, by trial and error when I was running the agency. And one of the things that you find, and one of the reasons why we focus so heavily on service and really doing a great job for our clients was because because I really hated sales and it's so much easier to get to get um, to get repeat work from people you've worked with before and the reason is of course that they have invested not just in your service but in you in the relationship and when I was talking to this this client on the phone earlier on you know part of the reason is because if he doesn't go, if he doesn't work with me on this particular project, he's got to go and try and find someone else. And he's got to find someone else who not only has my sort of skill, I suppose, but also my experience, because a lot of what I bring to my my work is this understanding of building businesses and all of that kind of malarkey. And it's, you know, it's it's about that and the relationship that we have. You know, I know a lot about this person's business. So there's a kind of a, a shorthand between us, not to mention the kind of the friendly relationship, right? And 
you know, all of that stuff, if he, if he has to go somewhere else and find it somewhere else, creates, creates potentially a lot of friction because maybe it's not that common. And so on top of having something that, that he wants to buy that is valuable, I'm also kind of in a category of one. Now, I'm not saying that he couldn't, he couldn't do all of those things and go and find someone else and be perfectly fine and perfectly happy. Of course he could. But, but what we're doing when we're creating those relationships, when we're making the, the work really sing, is we are creating that sense of category. I'm not a copywriter. I'm Nick Warren. And that's a big deal. It's a big difference. And that's partly related to the third item on my list, which is that Structurally speaking, I think long term when I'm selling something, at least now, these days, it's not just about this particular sale or this particular um, transaction. It's about all of them. And that, that comes true in two ways, right? You know, it's very easy, particularly early in a career or early in a business. And I definitely did this to, you know, you need work so badly. You need money so badly that you will, when the client says, you know, you want X, but my budget is a third of X or half of X. You go, yeah, okay, we'll, we'll do it because you need the work. And that's totally understandable. But of course, there's two things that happen. One is that, that you inevitably create the perception that you'll do, you know, you'll fold every time, which isn't ideal. And the other thing very often, I mean, particularly when we are running to meet deadlines that we've made difficult for ourselves because the budget's too low or whatever, is that it's tempting to do the work badly or to do the work quickly or to rush it. And of course, not only is that not good from the client's point of view, but it's also not good from all of the future you point of view. It's, you know, when we do a good job, not only are we building that relationship with that client for future work, but also all the people who come in to contact with that client. You know, and, and good work compounds over time. And one of the things I was able to say to this guy today is that it's fine if you don't have the budget for this right now. I'm, I'm in no rush and I, what I'm certainly not gonna do, I can't do, and I said it in a nice way, of course, is, is do the work in a rush because I'm not gonna, I can't, I can't do the work to the budget and, and keep it good. And it's more important to think about that long-term, that third sort of piece, third plank of the sort of structural selling. And the last thing, and I've just hinted at it actually, is if we want to be good at selling, is the ability to walk away. And this is, again, something that um, Blair Enns talks about in his work. You know, the selling negotiation is, of course, always there's a kind of a power dynamic. And if you think about all of those things that I've talked about, having something people want that, that is valuable to them, being in a category of one, uh, having built your relationship over time because you think long term, those things are all ways in which I've been building my kind of power for the power dynamic. And because, because they compound, you know, what are we, two, two to three years into this, this stories mean business kind of business. But I've got the work, I've got the retainer clients, I've got the money. And if you've been listening for, for you know, two and a half, three years, you'll have seen this progression from me being really happy about getting one client, the first client or whatever, to this position now where we're actually, the business is secure, the business is building, it's growing nicely, which means I've got the opportunity to say, when something isn't right, I've got the opportunity to say no, to walk away and to protect my reputation and all the future stuff. And 
And by the way, also the client's reputation too. You know, we've talked before about this idea that Andre and Sean have in tiny little businesses. You know, their their view is that as soon as the as soon as a person enters their kind of sphere of influence, whether they're a client or not, they are in our care, they are under our care. And I've, you know, I, I feel that way, both from a kind of a moral point of view, but also from a purely practical, professional point of view. You know, I don't want people walking away from me, having paid me money and not, got, not, not having great work. This will make sense, right? I mean, it's all, it's all kind of basics. But what you see is that, that I get to a situation where a guy who's built all of these sales team calls me, me, a great salesman. But really all that's happening is that the structure is in place, the process is in place, the, the, the business has evolved in a way to make it actually easy for me to, to sell. And by the way, if it doesn't happen, if I do have to walk away on this time, that's still a good thing. That's still a good thing. And I've certainly, when I was building the agency, we had clients who, you hear from five or six years later, five or six years after you'd said to them, listen, do you know what? We can't do a great job on this for whatever reason. They remembered that, they respected that. And they came back. And I can't say quite what will happen with this particular job at the moment. And it doesn't really matter because, because when you do this thing, when you're building this thing structurally over time, step by step, as I've said many times, brick by brick, actually what you're doing is you're tipping these things to your advantage. You're tipping these things to your advantage. And it's a fantastic way of building a certain kind of business. It's a fantastic way of making sure that your story means business. Thanks for listening. And if you want to dig deeper into the stuff that I do, search online for story.business. Bye now.